Blue Wire. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Random Exo Podcast. My name is Ricky Smith. I am here with my good friend and um, buddy, old pal, Angel Gray. And um, this is a going to be a interesting but probably therapeutic uh, podcast for ourselves. Maybe some listeners. We don't know. Um, you just asked me a, a very loaded question. <laughs> Very simple question. You? Yeah, you asked me how, how am I. Um, one of our first podcasts, it might have been a test, but I think I asked you that, and you were like, you said something in degree of you didn't even know what, how to respond into what area we were talking about. It, it was something to, to, to that extent, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you're specifically asking me. <laughs> Like, how am I doing with the pandemic? How am I doing with, with the whole race thing in America? How am I doing with um, the response to people, seeing people uh, mad and angry? How am I doing personally? How am I doing career-wise? Like, it, it's, I don't, you got to break it down. You got to give me segments here. And yourself, so, yourself yeah, included. Yeah, probably very, you know, it's actually uh, pretty valid. And it's uh, funny because, not even funny, but when you, um, ask that question to anyone else, especially outside the race, like just being out yesterday, just like, Hey, how are you? I'm great. Everything's great. Sunny outside. So in many ways, you're correct. Certain people, they don't care to know or address all the things that are occurring in the world today or right in your backyard. If it doesn't affect them. For today's uh, climate, especially um, race in America, um, there was a um, quote by Will Smith that said, racism isn't getting worse, it's getting filmed. So yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. it's, I can't turn off, turn on being an African-American woman. So every time something happens, you see it, but then for me also, I've seen it and heard about it, witnessed it so many times that I don't even really know how to really cope with it anymore. Do Are you numb to it? How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine because I am not crying today. Oh, I'm fine because I know my brother isn't the one that got shot. You know, like there's so many different things. And I feel like for uh, this Black America period that we just don't really understand how to cope prime example um knowing this occurred the first thing i thought was i really hope we don't riot but what other way have we handled things um when when it's done out of anger for some cases you know like the riots with um you know just back in the in the 60s and even uh with rodney and just like the, the different things that we've seen through our history and it only makes it worse for us, well, let me, let me, like our me, communities and stuff like that. Yeah, let me let me even with that. Like I, so I mm-hmm. very publicly, I didn't know you then, um, but I went to Ferguson, Missouri, uh, when Mike Brown situation occurred right. mm-hmm. with two of my friends, um, and we were. I mean, my mom begged me not to go. My girlfriend at the time was like 
crying like don't like we we saw the news it was tear gas it was all the stuff so we you're like you know what nah like this is this is kind of our moment we want to we want to do something we want to you know protest we want whatever mind you we don't want to loot so we go out there and we we drive on our own as a, you know whatever angel uh-huh. it, it literally we we ended up on the news like seeing it in the background they were like oh they're looting they're rioting etc cetera, etc cetera. angel it was so few people in comparison to all the people that are there for positive protests or positive you know um, absolutely so that that, that's part one that just breaks my heart because I don't have a big enough megaphone I don't have a big enough voice to be like first of all guys relax like part two of that was the people that were doing those things weren't the protesters it, 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 right again, just taking advantage of the yeah, situation and, and then the third yeah. part you hit on is it is anger let's say it is that it's my dad used to say this all the time man it's like at what point do you get fed up and i mean by that is silent protesting doesn't work Uh violent protesting doesn't work like oh like call our politicians no it it doesn't work I, i tweeted something yesterday it was like we're so angry and fed up because we live in a country that promotes you know liberty and justice for all but as long as that person is serving the justice likes me or or sees me as a human if they don't then it doesn't fit for us and i think a lot of people in the middle ground i don't think they get that that you know we don't hate america we're not anti-america we're not anti the flag we're not anti the national anthem this and that but we just know that for years and years and years the things that were written and done we don't fall Uh under that 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 doesn't work for us all the time. So it's excuse us when you're saying this is the greatest country and you can go where you want to go and da da da. It's like we can't. We can't. I, mean, I even know in your field how talented you are, and this ain't even you know, uh, uh, you know, scared for your life or extreme parts of of of, of just um, being scared. But just as a black woman in a in a in a white male dominated field. That even of a selfish stress. That's making sure you have to be ten times better. That's making sure you have to uh, dot your eyes and cross your t's. That's making sure that you don't know if you didn't get this promotion because you're black. Do they not like you because of this? That added stress. I don't think people get. I, and, I, and I'll let you go. But I, I just tweeted something earlier that was like, imagine waking up every single day and going every single where, having to always look and 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 and, and try to dictate and feel like will this person like me okay i'm the only black person here are they treating me this because uh-huh. of this because it's an element that just weighs on you it, it it has to and it's like these moments man like angel you we, we, we were texting yesterday we were supposed to record yesterday and this is why I, I i jokingly consider you one of my closest friends because a lot of times we think identical and we come from different backgrounds we, we we don't know each other more than a year and some change but it's like to just have that part of like you're like I'm, 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 can we move the podcast back because I'm tired and I'm like I agree yeah. I had a friend text right. me go well just you know just get through it like no like I don't feel like talking like I don't and feel who is that? But that's prime example that's a prime example and I don't know who your friend is and how they cope but it's very interesting how everybody wants you to mourn the same way that they mourn people are different and just get through it has been something we've been told from the beginning of time 
just get through it. And we've done it amazingly. <laughs> we, we've done it unbelievable. Man, somebody just tweeted at me the uh, just uh, yes, uh, yesterday, last night, that about race. And they were like, I remember meeting you because I was sitting behind you and a woman said a racial slur to you. Angel, I forgot all about it. And it was a traumatic experience. I forget. The, the, this woman on a bus, we, we, we took a bus. Joe Hayden bought a bus to go down to Cincinnati to watch the Bengals versus Brown sports. On the way back, a, a girl goes, you have nice nigger lips. And wow. she thought it was fine. Mind you, I'm the only black on the bus. So I, with all due respect, I didn't go too. I didn't do as much as I wanted to, but I was. I, I stopped it there. Cursed her out a little bit, but not, not loud. And it literally appeared that we were arguing. And it made people uncomfortable on the bus. Mind you, I'm the only black person on the bus with this woman. Her thing was, oh, I say it to my friends all the time. And I forgot about that. Like, like for 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 somebody in today's age or, or a white person or a Karen, as they say, that might be their story. They might start a whole podcast and a, and a clothing line based on that experience. I forgot about it. Like, it literally was like, hmm. And it happened day after day after day and then that line of I say it to my friends all the time I don't know if that is that a get out of jail free card Bro, that I, I wasn't I didn't know it was acceptable because if I hear that like it's that's not the case it's the respect level so that shows me you don't even care or respect the fact that I'm offended by it you're not going to take it back that's your response that's your response I just think we got a long way to go. And just seeing this, like, I know that we're right now, what is this? We're just dealing with so much right now, right? We got the quarantine. We have Memorial Day that just passed. When we really saw people starting to open up and people starting to get out there. Oh, I, and, forgot, I forgot about uh, that whole <laughs> Right, exactly. So you're, like, worried about just life overall. You're excited that we're um, there's some type of uh, release, I guess of us just getting out of our apartment or you think that we're turning in the right direction. Um, you know, you're, you're worried about your loved ones. Like I have family in New York, New Jersey. I lost my uncle um, and I couldn't get down there. They have to have like a funeral um, where he's just, you know, cremated and we'll watch or we'll figure something out. That's, that's one part of just the last two, three months that we've been living in. But then in that time frame, because I went home just for a little bit, and I'm leaving and I see the Ahmad Arbery thing. And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't great. Um, I'm leaving. I'm hearing all the news with this. My parents are, you know, leaving things in our group chat. My sister is like heated and it's the same cycle. Like we're heated, we're talking to each other and then we're seeing how things are going to be done. Are the police officers going to be arrested? Who all is lying? I'm leaving the, the state because we're driving. No one's really flying at this point. Angel. And um, you, you pass a Confederate flag. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, well, I guess that's the state. You deal with that. Then you hear about the Breonna Taylor situation. You're like, oh, crap, that's messed up. You go about your day. You try and run the 2.23 miles uh, with that on your heart as well. Then a couple, if not a week later, you hear about this situation. You know, and it's just, it's very troubling because it's like, for what? None of these, it's not a mass murder. It's no mm -hmm. one that did wrong by anybody else. These are, these are innocent people. And so that's what's most troubling because now, and, and, I, and I know I've been kind of like talking for a little bit, but I'm going to, you know, what frustrates me at this point is that everyone's like, we need the distraction of sports. 
maybe we don't. Maybe that distraction has been just that, taking our minds off of what's been really important to us. Everything for the community of blacks hasn't gotten better. Uh, Disproportionately, we are affected by this disease more than anything. Uh, Healthcare. We can dive in so many directions, but then we don't want to talk about Kaepernick and why he knows, or LeBron James and a slew of other athletes that were wearing that I can't read shirts. Why do we have to recycle these t shirts? I 100% agree with you, but I 100% equally disagree with you. I need it for my mental, man. I, I, and I, I'm with you. God knows I'm with you. God knows I'm with you. Like I, I you're right. Like it's so many things addressed. And, and and I know you. And, and as me, like I take the weight of the world. And it's like we don't have to, the, the the thing you said about your family. And I, I was about to interrupt you. The thing you said about your family is so interesting because I got off the phone with my mom this morning. So here. Your family's never met my family. How many other African-American families are there that we are literally waking up, even if it's not, you know, we're not directly affected, but just that stress of just my mom literally just upset, and I'm upset. Your family's upset. Those things are just things that are weighted. I don't think... I don't think the I don't think the outside world gets it. I, I literally, man, I just I just said um I, I just said something, man. I want to read it correctly because it was like for me it was it was it was how I truly feel. And you, you said something else in a text that I go back to because it's like it's so hard saying how you feel without without being misconstrued or or getting to this debate that goes all the way left. You never know who's on the other side of the phone. You never know if they're baiting. You never know if they're as intelligent as you. You never know if they want to be open. You don't know what their background is. So when you put something out there that, that's with your heart and something that I know you're, you, you, you're a journalist. Like you, your words are how you get paid, but your words are what you're good at putting out. So it's like these things are well-crafted and you feel a certain type of way and you're emotional and somebody comes back and now you're heated and, and your phone and your, whatever. Anyway, I wrote this, man. And it was, it was, it literally was. And I, and actually, even with this, I, I struggled writing it because I was like, I don't want somebody to not even take it the wrong way, but I don't even want to go back and forth with anybody. Like, I wish I could do, take comments off, but I said, Dear white people, stop texting, messaging, tweeting your black friends how disgusting these black killings are. We know it, we know it, we know it. Better serve to text, message, tweet your white friends and tell them how disgusting these killings are. Like, we know this stuff, Angel. Like, we, we, we've always known. We were raised that way. You know, as a black woman driving in the South, where you're from or on the road, to look a certain way, be a certain way, and, and have your head on a swivel. We know these things. So it's like, consider yourself an ally because you're telling some black people you know that this is bad. Like, okay. Like, we get it. Like, all right. Like, what, what are you doing to help us? Um, it was a great quote. I couldn't find the exact quote or who said it, man, but I, I think it's a Martin Luther King quote. But basically, change never happens until the uh, majority helps the minority, basically. Um, because for us to just keep yelling, it's a mute point. Uh, here they come again. They're upset about black killings. It doesn't change until somebody doesn't look like us, feel like us, like, all right, guys, like, all right. You know, I, I told my boy, man, and this, this might be, again, 10 years ago, five years on Twitter, I could have tweeted this or said it, but I told my boy Jeff, who's a very good dude, he listed a podcast religiously, Jeff Power. Um, I told him, what if all these killings by policemen were done to white gay men? Wouldn't that look strange? In his response? 
<laughs> he said he never thought of that. He said he never thought of that aspect of, of, and mind you, he, 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 he was already down and he was actually one of those tearful guys that, that this for the cause and not even belittling it. But I was like, imagine if every day there was just a, it was, it was, it was, a, that, that images that we see and we post and it's just all gay men, just all gay men. There's all these gay men just killed, uh, let's say monthly by policemen. We'd be like, all right, that's something's weird. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like something's yeah, up. Something's off. Something's off. Or what if it was just, uh, uh, short women, short blonde women. It'd be like, all right, this is something's not right. But again, because because I think people devalue or I don't know what it is, Angel. But it just seems like as as, as Americans, we just can't get our just we're conditioned due. to it, yeah. and there's no change because it's just going to be the way it is. And I think. And I won't say no change because I know that there's so many different people and trailblazers that have done so much to even get us to this point where we can have a voice um, to say how we feel, right? Um, and I think it starts, oh, gosh, I don't even know. You can say politics. You can say um, within any type of government. You can say in the home. You can say in the communities. There's just so many different variables. I just can't even dive into everything right now. But for me, it's... And you kind of alluded to it just with the text of the friends. Um, I, as you said, you did. I received a few. And it, it, I appreciated it, but I didn't know how they wanted me to respond. Yeah. And I'm praying for you, like, this is horrible. Like, this is unbelievable. It's like, yeah, you're right. I love them. I love them. I literally <laughs> like, love them. I just love them sitting there. I was like, I don't even know. I mean. I, what, do you, what do you want me to say? Like, But I think overall, um, with how you were framing this, comparing it and putting other people in that space. You've seen how people do that in court and how they envision, you know, their loved ones in that same situation to make them really feel it. And I feel horrible um, as I'm, I've watched a lot of her uh, different um, like classes and it's an older white lady. Um, I think she has a brown eye, blue eye. Um, experiment within her classroom for an elementary school, I believe, kids and treating the blue-eyed kids differently. Um, and what that did to her, the backlash in the community and the parents were like, who are you to teach our kids this and blah, blah, blah. And I'll have to like figure out her name um, mm-hmm. at some point during this conversation. But overall, she posed a question to her um, it was like a, a university class that she was teaching. She said, raise your hand. And this is like a stadium classroom, right? Raise your hand if you would like to be treated the way your uh, brown or African-American, you know, courts are treated in America. Raise your hand if that would be okay. No one raised their hand. She's just like, okay, wait, time out. I'm asking you uh, if you would like to be treated like them and no one raised their hand. So that to me gives me a flag because it's like, so you know that we're treated wrong. Because you wouldn't want, and it's clear that it's not equal because you're not willing to raise your hand and say that we, um, you know, would like to be, have the same treatment. But then what are you doing? So it's just like some people turn the other eye and say, yeah, it's so messed up or mace in the text. And I know that it may come from a uh, place and I'm not negating that at all. But it's just very hurtful because they don't, they can never say that they completely understand because they're not in our skin. And and that, that comes to another point that I've always had issues with because it's almost like I've always had p- p- issue with people who say, who say they don't see color, 
who kind of opt out of having to deal with to me that 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 you can't see empathy then and you're lying <laughs> let's be honest you're lying I love to embrace different races, cultures, et cetera, et cetera. I love who I am. I'm proud of my am. You're proud of who you are. But it's like to sit there and, and not acknowledge that different people are treated different ways is 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 tone death. I'm I'm tall. I've been tall my whole life. I use it sometimes to my advantage in a bar or, or to, to see over things. But I, I can I can understand the issues that a short person would deal with. But for me to walk in a room and be like, oh, I don't see height, that's ignorant. That's also ignorant to the person that's dealing with things that 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 I don't have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So what you're saying is 100%. Like, it's, it, it, it's so many layers to this thing, man, and there's so many facets. You even have, let's just keep it all the way real here. Um, you haven't even had the facets. God, I have to clean myself up here because I'm getting too comfortable. But you have the facets of people, African-Americans, who think they're speaking on our behalves and they're not <laughs> um right they they are oh, i don't want to use words i'm not supposed to use that it's just that that's disheartening because we've been known to be african-americans that white people white folks are comfortable with right angel rick mm-hmm. we're we've been we cringe i'm i'm I don't know this, but I know you do. You cringe when they say, oh, she's articulate, or oh, you know, you're different. It's those things now. But every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be at the bar. Like, I just remember someone saying, <laughs> uh, and I was with one of my friends, and she's well traveled, well versed, and just like her, you know, different languages. And honestly, if you just carry ourselves in a light of just confidence because of uh, education, our families, mm-hmm. how we were raised, just mm-hmm. to be confident in who you are. But I tell you this. We've come up in different ways. Um, yeah, I'm from a middle-class family, and I have both of my uh, parents. I'm from a big home, and we're, you know, tight-knit family. Whereas she um, did not grow up in a very stable household and very stable neighborhood and, you know, really had to fight the odds, you know. Mm-hmm. And still, she carries herself in a way of just like, I want better. I want to do something better. Mm-hmm. And people see that. So they automatically think, oh, well, who are you? Well, <laughs> uh, you must be different. Right. Like how, it, it's nice to, to, you know, where are you from? What do you do? That's that's the first question. Yeah. But I think it's, it's almost like my friend calling me an Oreo. Oh, Angel, they laugh and, oh, Angel, she's, she's cute. Like, she's black on the outside, she's white on the inside. Right. I'm like, am I supposed to laugh with that? Like, right. what does that even right. mean? Right. And, and you just kind of just brush it off. But I, I tell you what, like, it just, ah. Uh, I did a I did a radio interview once, and the guy was saying with kindness and this and that. He goes, "How does it How does it feel?" He's like, "When I see you, I don't I don't see you as a black person. I see you as a person." No, <laughs> and at the no, core, it hurt me. It's like I am a black like <laughs> I, I I I live there. I'm happy with it, man. I, another uh, example, man, of of just what you just said is is an event. But can you go back to that, Ricky? Mm-hmm. Though, like. Cause- you said I see you as just a person, and I think that that comes from a place where people are like saying, "I don't see color," right. and I was taught not to see color, and you think that's the right thing. And I and I I see how they think that's a peaceful thing, and and I can understand where they're coming from, where they're like, "I don't have a problem with race," 
But to say that is to also not understand who I am. I want you to know that I'm a black woman because then you understand my culture. You understand a little bit more about who I am and who you represent because of what I look like. Yeah. And, 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 and I always say this, the economics and, and education levels of blacks. So because you are doing well for yourself and you speak, you know, whatever. Now we get thrown out as not the norm. You know what I mean? So like we are in the black community. We are the norm. We know a lot of people that look like us, talk like us, got money like us, way more money than us. But okay. So now that we're not that way. So, okay. You guys are now in society. Now we're just talking about those blacks over there. Like, no, we're all to, like, we don't, we're you, don't see, you don't see a white person like, no, we're just talking about the, Oh, you're so poor. I'm gonna put you with the poor whites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like tiger King, I, how he came up. <laughs> I'm still baffled. You know Taste of Tremont There's an event for people uh, not from Cleveland There's an event called Taste of Tremont There's all these areas I don't think you've ever been You're not in town But it's it's one of my favorite events of the year It's Taste of Tremont All the bars have things outside and restaurants You just walk around They shut off all the streets And very subtle It's a very subtle story And um, I'm at a bar And I'm buying a round of shots For like the whole bar You know, typical Ricky um, Which is great during this quarantine Because I've been saying a lot of money Um, This gentleman goes He goes, hey Excuse me, did you go to Glenville? And for people to know, Glenville is a inner city school, great at sports. Uh, Ted Ginn, senior, amazing man, brought this football program up to you know one of the greatest, the, the, one of the best high school football teams in the nation. But it's an inner city school. I go, no, I didn't. I didn't go to Glenville. And there's two parts to this. I I go, no. And in my head, I'm like, why would he just assume I went to Glenville? So I go, no, I went to university school. For people who don't know, university school is about thirty thousand dollars a year to go to. One of considered one of the best high schools in America across the board, SATs, et cetera, et cetera. It's literally one of the best schools in America. So I go, I went to university school, which I did. He goes, really? And I go, yeah, I went to I went to U.S. I was there. He goes, you didn't go to Glenville. No, I went to wow. university school. I, like, go, I can I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I go. I was the first black school president in school history. He goes, huh. Okay, well, I, I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. And that little thing, that guy it wasn't malicious. He, he might have been, didn't mean anything mm-hmm. by it. But it was like, why would that even be a question? Like, why, why would my, mind you, Angel, I get that on a daily when people find out I went to university school in the U.S. The first thing they go is, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I went, I went to U.S. I, next one is, how, how'd you afford that one? How'd your parents get you in there? I mean, I, and I tell them, I was like, I was on scholarship. My parents worked hard, but... I, I I got I was there. <laughs> I got the same education, but it's things right. like that on a daily basis that I don't think American society realizes that. So when these things occur, Angel, when these things occur and we see these killings and these hashtags, it's like here we go again. Like we finally are felt. I, I I'm be really transparent, man. I finally felt like I belonged in America. I was just as stressed as everybody else with the pandemic. I'm walking around like, right. hey, I'm stressed like y'all. Yeah, pandemic. You nervous? I'm nervous. You gonna wear a mask? You not wearing a mask? Oh, I hate you. You hate me? Yeah, let's get them. And then I'm like, damn it. Ah, oh, shoot. Racism here. I'm. I gotta take my mask off and protest. I thought the pandemic had us just all just stressed about the same thing. Nah, like we're working up today with another layer of worrisomeness. I don't know if I made that word up. But Angel, I will say this, and I'm going to let you, I wanted the last word on purpose, but I'm going to let you rebuttal this. Um, (laughs) 
because I I know how you're feeling. You're in the same boat with my mom. I believe that this is the best time that's ever been for us in America with a race. You play golf. You played golf pretty recently. 50 years ago, 40 years ago, you couldn't have won on a golf course. There wouldn't have been an African-American president. You probably wouldn't have had your job. And these aren't things I'm talking about hundreds of years ago. And I'm not saying that things are great. Things are far from great. But a whole scheme of where we've come in the last 50 years, 100 years, and a whole scheme of the beginning of time and when slavery 400 years ago, like Will Smith quote said, and you know I love his movies, I think it's it just appears to be worse because now we can record it. We can get mad. We have a centralized system of Twitter, Facebook, social media, so we can see this outrage. I'll be honest with you without social media, will we have seen this, this situation in Minneapolis where we have had the same outrage. Will we have seen anything with uh, Ahmad? Yeah. That happened two, almost three months before we actually saw it and they didn't arrest anybody until we saw it. But so my, yeah. that's the biggest thing. But even then, it shows you um, just the evil in power and the evil in racism. When I think the thing that hurts the most is when someone's articulating to you, I cannot breathe. Yeah. What is his crime that you can't even adjust how you choose to contain him? When he's saying he can't breathe and your hands are in your pocket. Oh, I, 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 this is why we only, almost did like the podcast is, today. I just is, saw that photo. And like, that's I, on film, yeah. though. You yeah, get what I'm saying? That's with someone looking at you. Can you imagine what is said or what's done when it's not recording? That's what's heartbreaking. I, I, uh, and I'm not saying everybody is perfect. I'm not saying that everybody is like-minded. But even for the circle and the friends that I have, if we can't come to terms that that is wrong, then I'm sorry. We cannot be in the same circle. Because that is that's not right. And I know our opinions may not be the same, and I don't want to be in a group where everyone thinks the same way. Because how are we getting better? How am I getting better? Where if everyone's perspective is, you know, parallel. I got, I got, I got, I got to take a side shoot on that one. Um, so I don't have coworkers per se, and I, I don't deal with many people. I don't want to. Is that really wrong? Because I don't have any. I, I realize all of my friends no, have the same views. That's just view- a line of work. That's just the way it is. Well, done. I'm, I'm like, saying I realize all my friends have the same views as me. Is that wrong? The same what? <laughs> the same views and thoughts and beliefs as me, for the most part. We are attracted, just like like-minded minds attract one another. That's true. Now, it's not saying that you guys will agree on every single thing, but you can, I think, to me, being one of, like, energy and, and faith, that's going to be, that's going to draw you together. My soul can be, like, um, well, I feel on a different level when I and I understand where you're coming from from a, on a different you know level sometimes because of their aura or just like how they carry themselves or even what they believe. But I don't think that um, I don't think everybody in your circle will agree, will agree with everything that you say. Views, okay, interesting. But even between you and I, we're in the same circle. And we agree on some things, but I we have rebuttals all the time. Oh, because you're always wrong. You're always wrong. No, because you're always like, you're, like, see, so it's just like, I mean, but we respect each other's right, voice, right, right, right. And that's the difference where we can have a conversation, and 
you may be like, Angel, uh, I hear you, but I don't think that I can agree with you because blah, blah, blah. And I can listen to you first because that's the right thing to do. And then also because it comes from a mind of knowledge. Now, I don't want to, I don't think that's the case all the time, but like <laughs> sometimes it's, I think we, we get so caught up in hearing our own voice yeah. that we don't hear what everyone is no, I, saying. I, and I think just even like listening to respond and not listening to understand has been a problem. And I think now when people have, when we have America's ear, we have to make them get like hear what we have to say, but it has to be efficient. Can't be all over the place. It has to be a, a common, like how, what do we need to do to change this? This is what you guys are saying. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for. It's not about a flag. It's about this. Here's the prime. This is the example. That's what it comes down to. I don't know. I just got tired. You got to like, trust me, like, I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I I drove out to a place where, once again, I was like, shoot, how many black people are here? Okay, whatever. I, I, I honestly completely understand you, and I will be tired another time, but once again, because I feel like we are the most joyous, <laughs> like, okay. people uh, where we find a way to laugh about something, we find a way to uh, be uh, in community with people, but sometimes it's just like, it's okay to hurt. Now, I, I, and, I, and, and this too, like, how, what doctors can we go to? I want that to be, like, yeah. we've talked about the problem so much, but what's the answer? And I know that, um, what is it? CJ the God, see the God, whatever. Charlemagne um, the God. Yeah. So he talks about mental health. And I think that's a huge key too because in the community, in the African American community, we've viewed or gone against like the treatment or talking to professionals because it's like, no, that's God's job. You talk to God. And that's fine, but basically that work is good. And so I think that too needs to be something where we tap into it a little bit more because there are so many things that we are hurting and carrying um, and passing on to the next generation that needs to be diffused, that needs to be addressed. And we always talk about, oh, this person had to go to a doctor for something that they saw uh, for PTSD. We have generations, lines, like generations of people that saw some shit. Let's just sit, put it like that. Some outrageous things and they had to cope with it their own way and pass it along to their kids who pass it along to their kids and now we're dealing with it and who are we talking to how are we coping how are we getting better while changing the world you know and that's just what i want to see like no are we in the place i want to be no but how are we finding ways to say well they they were doing riots you know in some places 50 60 years ago but now we're in a different place where you know we can do things together you know, a, be- a better, bigger platform, and things are handled. You get what I'm saying? No, like, I, I, I do. I, I do. I do. A, I do. A, a I time do. of resolve. Like, I don't want it to be again. Now we know the process. Now we know that someone's going to get locked up. Someone's going to get killed. People are going to be, uh, you know, in groups and, you know, marches. Okay. I get that, but what is the resolve? How can we change things immediately? And so that, that's just where I am with it. How my hand is played in that, I'm not sure what that looks like right now, but I tell you what, I'm trying to figure it out. And I am really hoping that other people 
you know, that have kind of been on the sidelines just saying, guys, I wish I could do something. We find a way to do something um, that's efficient and, you know, is together. Like, I, if that's what our community is supposed to be about, like, I, I really want there to be different ways to bring us together in a positive light um, to, to get results. I got three things that I want to say, but um, I kind of I felt like you when you were looking out the window during the <laughs> pandemic. Right. I, I, I'm so proud to be black. I went to Morehouse because I want to be around black men doing amazing things. Today, I just don't want to be black. And I don't mean that in a, in a way of like, mm-hmm. whatever, just the str- like, I can't imagine waking up not dealing with this. Like, can you imagine how easy that would be? Like, do, 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 do. But to your other point, that what what you're saying is it would require America addressing the fact that it has a problem, mm-hmm. and I think that's the number one thing. But I think a lot of times, even individuals have self denial or don't want to address, even if they think there's a problem, not addressing it. But that's somebody else's problem. Like that's not my problem. That's because I I don't live in that space. I'm not around those people, or, or you know, I didn't put my knee in his throat. My grandfathers and you know wasn't racist and it's like well yeah but I know that you know stealing is bad and I know people shouldn't steal and I know if I see somebody stealing I'll probably tell because it's the right thing to do integrity I, I don't man I'm I'm are we done I I don't know why I went on social media. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, same. Angel, same. I'm like, I don't know if I should stay away from social media. Because then, then how are we different from anything else? We're like, oh, it's oh. too much going on over there. I'm just going to think about something else. I really wish I could literally package up this podcast, like this specific podcast, and give it to every single white person in America, good or bad. I re- like this is the insight and in the brains of what I would say 95% of us deal with that you might even know we're dealing with. Again, we're Rick and Angel. We're the ones that get to go to the bars most people don't go to. We're the ones that don't wait in line. We're the ones that get invited to places where we're the token blacks. Like I'm the kindness guy. I literally walk around doing kindness. Like I get pulled over so I remember I posted one time how many times I got pulled over in a year and people were like the first thing where they were shocked and whatever some other people were like well why are you up that late like that's not the point like and I, I literally said it. I was like I haven't got a ticket in over 10 years so every time I get pulled over I've done nothing wrong like and I'm not even saying like they let me go like I've done literally nothing wrong they're like well do you have t- G- uh, tenant windows do you have a carpet rims A that's who cares too what yeah I drive the whitest car. I drive a Jeep. (laughs) Like, that is like a white man's car. Like, that's even irrelevant to the story. But it's like, why'd you get pulled over? Oh, they said that I didn't use my blinker. My last ticket I got because they said I had a rolling stop sign 10 years ago. My brother just got a ticket three days ago because of the same situation. He said, and my brother has an amazing car. Like, a nice, doesn't have tint. (laughs) More than likely, he plays his music a little loud. But he said they pulled him over and said you kind of came to a Hollywood roll at that stop sign. They're like, what? What's a Hollywood roll? <laughs> uh, what does that even mean? And my brother's just like, in that moment, because he's had his run-ins with authority, he was mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to say a word because mm-hmm. I knew what the outcome would be. You're taking 
Angel. know, your registration, your Angel. license, and just call it in. Angel, let me take you a step back. Just, just with your brother, and this is Vince, who's who's not on a podcast. Well, he's on. He's not currently here. Just the stress. And I'm not saying the stress where you're crying or your brother peed on himself or whatever. Just the stress of, oh, my God, I'm getting pulled over. The, let's say 0.01% chance I might get shot. Like, mm. That adds up when I pass a cop, when I see a cop. Like Those are things on a daily basis. It's like I literally cringe. And I, I, I'm not overstating every time I see a cop because I'm like, I did I do something wrong? Mind you, my license are legit. My insurance is cool. Like, I am clean. And I'm still like, man. <sighs> oh, okay. Are you want to wrap this up? It's, let me tell you this. And, and I'll just ask you a question because I think there's so many questions. And we need so many answers. And I don't think we're in a good place because we're so emotional right now. But I think sometimes... Our, our minds are just like, I can't deal with all this right now. So it's like putting a lot of information into a computer. You're like, wait a minute. What do you want me to answer first? <laughs> I think right now is a time where hopefully we're just, our eyes are open. Everyone. And I'm not just saying black. I'm just saying everyone. As you said, like, I, I really just hope people see without responding but what do you do? What's going on? Like, no, just be aware that this is happening and it hasn't gotten better. Hopefully there can be some resolve. Um, but two, I, I think I took my friend. I was like, it's, life is overwhelming right now. Right. Bro, bro, and we're, bro, we're cool. bro, Angel, we're I went, in, I went on a bike ride. I want to, I want to, you, you went, you went out to a winery in the middle of nowhere. I went on a bike ride for 15 miles <laughs> on the most prettiest scenic route. Ever. 15 miles. Right. I've never ridden a bike in a while. Like, I'm having a blast. Just enjoying waterfalls. I get on my phone and it all just went to shit. See? <laughs> like all that good vibe just, just like right now, I'm literally sitting here like, oh, you, oh, I, oh, I hate you right now. Like, oh, I'm tense. Me? Yeah, because I. <laughs> it's actually you were the one that did it. You were yesterday and I was like, how are you doing? He was like, well. You the, the angel well, and then you wrote a great, uh, great grammatical whatever punctuation. You're like Ricky, comma, would you mind? <laughs> I wouldn't even stress. Like I was like worried, but I was like I'm gonna, I, don't, I haven't watched the news in months, so I'm like cool. And then when you got it, and I was like, all right, let me go on Instagram. Because <laughs> we, I mean, that, that's on top of God knows whatever is going on at town hall. That's one thing that needs to be addressed. Two, um, our favorite place to just relax and just release in Cleveland is closing. XO, That's two. XO close. So, it's gone. We didn't even get to say goodbye. We didn't get to say goodbye for something that w- is a silent or, you know, just an invisible enemy, as number 45 already talks about. <laughs> so it's just like there's so many things. Like you look left and it's like, oh, man, what is going on? You look right and it's just like, God, how do I address that? Everywhere you look, it's just like, okay, at some point you have to find some peace. And I think, too, like it's just so important to have those days to either wake up and meditate or put your phone away because there's always going to be something. But if when you come back to your phone, are you okay mentally, emotionally to open your phone knowing that it may be some crappy news? And so that's how I felt yesterday. I was just like, I got to get out. 
spent pretty much the entire day out. You know, wine makes me happy. Just being on vineyards and That's <laughs> just a like That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, it didn't say that it went away. I just didn't have to talk about it. Yeah. And I knew that I needed that time. And I always think, like, if I'm angry, and I know a lot of my other friends, I've, I've um, really picked up on this um, from them as well. Even if I'm angry at work, I don't respond to the situation until 24, at least at least 24, max 48 hours after, because I know that's where I'm the calmest. That's where my mind is a little bit sharper. That's where I'm not, like, just coming out, lashing out, and, you know, just ready to take anybody out. You know, I'm a little bit more at ease. And that's, you said your bike ride was that way. That's what my winery tour was about. You know, just being around, you know, people that I trusted in that moment. And people that just are like, okay, angels are saying a word and they're okay with it. You know? Um, but I hope everybody at this point has... Um, and this is going into another topic. I hope everybody can come to a place. If you've learned anything in this last three months about isolation, about who you are in this time, is like how to deal with yourself in your own mind first before you get to tell anybody else how they should cope. You know how to cope with, with things traumatic. There was, um, I'm actually going to look it up right now. There's um, something that was posted by this, uh, Therapy is My Jam. And it was like uh, coping with racial events in the news. It's okay not to watch the videos if you don't want to. Set boundaries, set boundaries when you can no longer discuss what's happening. Surround yourself with people who understand how you feel and can validate your emotions. Remind yourself that you matter. Create healthy coping mechanisms. We need to do the checklist. And it's sad that we got to do it every week. But we have to make sure that we understand each part of that and like apply it each time we're we're faced with something like this. Angel, in conclusion, I, I think I'm gonna go get a kid. I think I'm gonna father a child. I think that's gonna be my outlet. Okay, that's it. I, there's not even a deeper moment here. That's that's it. I think I think that's I think that's gonna be my uh, get away from everything. It's just I'm just. Get a kid and just whenever that's, things that's are, gonna be your coming back. Whenever things we'll are stressed, just go podcast, whatever number this is will be uh hooped. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> I mean, we all deal with it differently. I for, look, all right, we're running along with what was that, but we always do it. But this is a great conversation. I I challenge all my friends. Um it's gonna go full circle. I challenge all my friends, you're included, but I know you aren't leaving the house. Um, I'm shooting everybody up with water guns. I have I bought about ten water guns and like I literally challenged the city. I got three people yesterday. I'm probably gonna get three people today. I've hit list. You're actually on it, but I'm just pulling up to people wop, wop, and just keep it moving. This is sad, Angel. There's no Toys R Us. Because so everybody I know in the whole city, in the whole state are going to the same either Walmart or Target. There's no toy stores. So even now, I just got stressed again because even if I have a child, because I would say I just take my child to a toy store, just having a toy store. It's literally my boy shot me with the same gun I had because it's only literally there's Walmart or Target. There's no toy stores. Get one from Amazon and you might have to wait three months for that. It'd I got, a, I got another months. thing for you just to lighten up the mood. Did you know Super Soakers are banned for the most part? So I, why. so yeah so what happened was because of water pressure and people said they're too dangerous and people get hurt with them so literally if you want original super circle they go to about 275 300 dollars it's still in box oh but it's okay to go don't do that 
I knew. Mm. So that depressed me. I, I know. Mm. Yep. 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 So Walmart does not sell super circles, but yep. 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 nothing to say there um Um, i will i will um just ask this and i know you want to close how was your memorial day weekend um did you cook did you do anything productive (laughs) what did uh, you do we always joke about because we actually had good weather and i and i will tell you this i'm one the first one to be like yo what's up with cleveland's weather i'm sick of this i keep looking at it's gray skies but I was impressed with Cleveland weather, I re- and that's well, one thing that gave well, me a little joy. <laughs> it was nine. It was Atlanta hot. It was hot Atlanta. So it was nine thousand degrees. I went <laughs> running for four miles in the woods, and then I played tennis. And nice. I actually, um, I went to my parents' house for the first time in three months, and I sat at one chair, and <laughs> I sanitized the chair. And I ate on one fork, one one plate. I wore a mask when uh when they were no, actually I wore a mask when I wasn't eating. Uh, my mom served me a plate and kind of left it on the floor. It was like a prison or a cat or a dog, and uh, it was good. Just physically, they were happy. They were happy. They were genuinely happy. Um, my sister came over because I had done it with her family. They kind of did the same thing. We stayed on one table. Mom and dad stayed about maybe 20 feet away but the joy it saw from my mom um it was it was unreal and and it goes to the point of kind of what you said is like people people need different interactions people need solitude but also people my mom only knows that the joy of her kids and, and my mom always hugs me my mom hangs out with me we do our thing is we do jigsaw puzzles together that's that's me and my mom singing. We'll hang them on the wall. Me and my dad, we watch sports together. We probably do this probably every two or three days. Uh, my mom bought a puzzle. I have a puzzle. And I started it, and I literally, I don't know if you've seen that meme with Denzel. He's Malcolm X. He just, he starts writing something. He just throws it all over. The paper's all over yeah. the ground. That's how me and my mom individually felt about the puzzles without even saying it. Like, it's only fun to do the puzzle with my mom. So... It's disheartening, but I, I am happy that they're social distancing, being smart. Um, I've been because of the weather, and I'm going long on our your answer. Because of the weather, I cleaned my car out. <laughs> I cleaned my car out at their house um, where I had them sit, you know, in the yard and you know, in the yard. I stayed about forty feet away. Um, so we've been doing more things that we can do outside because it's not cold as hell. So it was it was fun, man. It, it was cool. I have a rooftop here. Um, I had, you know, two people that I know that I've been doing, you know, nonprofit stuff with that I know I've been quarantining. So it was cool to just keep that vibe. But like you said, I don't miss bars and clubs. I don't miss, you know, that that aspect. So for me, which I would invite you, but I know you're not going to come. But uh, we've been doing like three or four people sanitizing, staying far away. But it's just that that vibe has been kind of energy or or like I said, playing tennis. Um, I bought two extra tennis rackets. Um, Well, we got to go play golf. 
I'm, like that. I'm looking at my clubs right now. Like I'm, you're the. And I was telling a friend this about you yesterday. I am because he was Uh-oh. he was no 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 it was good. He saw a guy. <laughs> he saw we were we were on a bike ride and he saw an elderly gentleman with a mask on, and he was like, well, you know, what's the chance that man, man get anything? I go, I will not fault that man by no means. People even making fun of people wearing masks in the car. Man, mm-hmm. I wear my mask in the car sometimes. To be honest with you, because I forget. Uh, I've seen it. Well, I, I forget. No, because I'm doing it because I know if I don't leave it on, I literally get two steps in the store and I'm like, shoot. So my thing is I like, whatever you do, if that man want to wear a mask, if Angel wants to overprotect and, and whatever, I am okay with that. Because guess what? All the right. worst thing you can say is, oops, yeah, she died. <laughs> she slipped. <laughs> I mean, an avid listener. It's almost like a, a statement, like, you're wearing a mask. Oh, it's not that yeah. bad. It's like, you do run your race. Don't Man, worry a, about what we, I'm doing. We have an avid listener of the podcast. Um, his fiance just got coronavirus uh, diagnosed two days ago. I mean, and that's the whole thing about opening up and people, all oh, the gyms are open. Like, did y'all forget? Like, here's the thing. It's open, but we have to be even more cautious. Like, it's open. Exactly. But it's open and people are, like, lost. Like, guys, coronavirus didn't chill. It's, it's not like, oh, y'all open? All right, I'm cool. I'm going to chill. That's the I'm word of out. wisdom. That's the word of wisdom. The so, sun comes out. We're trying to figure out how things can open again. That doesn't mean the virus is gone. So as much as I miss you as a friend, as much as, like I said, uh, my, my rooftop, you know, four or five people, as much as that, if I never see you until it's done, I completely understand. I am not knocking anybody for being cautious during these times. Um, I'm learning not to. I'm judging people the first time in my life, which I I am the king of never judging anyone. But I just I don't know, man. I I, 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 I said uh on Facebook and Twitter that I lost a friend to coronavirus because they I ended up seeing that they were idiots. I go, no, they're healthy. I just saw they're idiots yeah. and they lost me as a friend. And I learned a lot of people I follow. I, I did a mass unfollowing of a lot of people. Um, mm. And it wasn't nothing they did. It's just I realized I don't need to follow this bottle girl. I don't need to follow this bartender. Like, I'll never be, you know, your posts are all about drinking, which is okay. Like, I'm not knocking or judging what you post. But for me, I need either some funniness or some some perspective or you've helped with my nonprofit or I like what you post or whatever. But if, if it's somebody I follow because I met you, you know, at three in the morning at town hall and, and whatever, and, and this is what you're posting, like, I'm sorry. Literally the phrase is not you, is me continue on. And, I, and it's, that's a whole nother podcast, but I've been called out about at least 50 times by people like, I see you and follow me. Like, as nothing personal. We'll get over it. You've yeah, I, I, I think you're okay. Like, <laughs> I think you're. By the way, Sean King re followed me again after I follow. Um, but I'm like, oh. I think you're okay. But but that's 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 just the energy. It's like just like I said, the weather's good. I got literally. I'm looking at my golf clubs I bought, or I have. Excuse me, I have my tennis rackets and I have my running shoes and I have everything. Like my thing is, when looking back for me, I said to myself. 30 years from now, I'm going to say, you know, 2020 was a great year for me. I learned how to relearn golf, Spanish, et cetera, et cetera. I'm beating a dead horse. Learn how to DJ, got a DJ gig. Like, this is things that I've never would have learned. And I've never done this in a six-month period. So, um, how was your Memorial Day? And then we out of here. It was great. I went to Chagrin Falls. I walked around. I grew up out there. I, I grew actually, up out there. It was so nice. You got the sweatshirt um, on. Looked a little hot. Afterwards. Looked it a little was, hot. Is it? Solon? Yeah. Is it? So that's where my family. That's where my family is. 
Um, so nice out there. Um, it was just nice to get outside because I don't really get to venture out um, in Cleveland a lot because usually I'm on the road or if I am off, I'm usually out. So I'm like, okay, I am going back home. Or at this time, honestly, I was supposed to be in L.A. Um, and so it was cool to, uh, to get to see the city for what everybody else sees. Like, I think we, sometimes for me, I think everyone is like, in or very close like proximity around downtown and that's mm-hmm. not the case mm-hmm. and so it was really cool to just get out and see um the life in the suburbs of ohio and it, it was awesome like the weather was great um i think for the most part everybody like was really um participating in the social distancing whether you're wearing a mask or not um people were apart and they wanted their space and people were kind. Yeah. I think um, Ohioans, I think people in the Midwest are just kind people. Yeah. But it was just nice to just have that interaction with people and not just looking in the mirror or just looking at your best friend or anything of that nature. It was it was really cool yeah. to have that and just like, hey, we made it like to this point. Um, and then the next day, and we have a, a mutual friend, uh, somebody, somebody that assists us with a lot of our events that we do, but then I don't know anybody more energetic than her, but oh she... I literally, yeah, I yeah. was like, I don't know what to do. It's bad weather here. She's like, here's what you need to do. And I honestly think she copied and pasted something because the amount of information she gave me nah, she was wrote in that, that last nah, she test, wrote that. I was like, how did she, she you know, wrote, nah, I know together. for a fact she wrote that. <laughs> but it was so much stuff on there. And I yeah. told her, I was like, hey, you know, for you to even take time out of your day to, to give this to me, knowing that I'm looking for things to do in Cleveland. Um, I went to Lacey Cemetery, got to see the Rockefeller, um, really, you know, gravesite. Really, really That's something wish. really big for me. Like Gar- Garfield's monument was um, being, uh, there was a lot of construction and renovation yeah. going on over there, but it was good to see that part. I and really wish you had a bike. The wineries was awesome. I, really I mean, I wish I did too. Because I wish I did this too. Rocky River, man, and I know I sound like Columbus discovering America because it was already there. I discovered because of Jen, this Rocky River Reservation. It's um, it's, it's a path she, that goes. That's on there. I know, I know it is, and I've been there every day. I've been there every day. Like that's why I uh, rode my bike, and they have a section where they they close off the streets, and it's the most peaceful kind of wish you had a bike. I mean, I, I ran it too, or walked it, but like you said, with that people speaking, and and I saw, uh, um. Actually, I saw a lot of African-Americans out, which is, is not a black neighborhood. But that's why I was like, this is kind of cool. But just people being out. Me so Pe- happy. Yeah. Yeah. Us, yeah. Like yeah. doing things that, you know, you know, other races don't think that we necessarily do. Like, <laughs> yeah, we walk. We do hike. We do trails like that. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you one cool. more now, Angel, because God darn it. Now we went backwards. My family snowboards. Dang it. My family snowboards. Yeah. We didn't grow up snowboarding. We didn't grow up with money. We didn't grow up around ski. Like we we didn't do that. But but my sister picked it up. My brother picked it up. My nephew picked it up. My niece picked it up. I love to do it. Every time we go to Vail or somewhere, literally people literally literally just outright are like, I didn't know black people snowboard. Some say it with a laugh. Some say it just regularly. But it's like, yeah, we we uh we we walk and talk and we can. Yeah, we we have interest outside of. And, and, and nothing wrong with that either. We like we like. Yeah, we we have a choice. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get it 
on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, UFC events 24-7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracken Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan doc on what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. (laughs) Anyway, so where's the wisdom this week is uh, it's okay not to be okay. And that's okay. Why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? <laughs> I think that's great. That's a great word. <laughs> they had to get the last word. They just my finally my first good one. My first good one. You had to come in and just just throw that exclamation on it. Darn it! And I'm just like shaking my head, like, yeah, I feel it. You're right. Nah, it's, 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 it's uh my Vince actually Vince has done wonders for me um through the years, but. He just because we as people who are always strong and people who always put the weight of the world and the strong for others and the people people come to to feel okay. And I would just tell them sometimes like I feel guilty because I know there's people with cancer. I know there's people with disease. I know people are, you know, suffering. I know people are impoverished. I guess things like that. And I feel guilty for feeling bad. And he goes, no, that's. It's okay. It's okay not to be okay. That's your individual thing. And I always tell the story like in second grade, you had stress. It might seem minor stress looking back, but you had stress. And that's okay. That was your stress at the time. If somebody didn't give you a Valentine or oh, I forgot, you got like nine or ten of them. But if, if those <laughs> things or if somebody called you a bad name and you cried and stressed, like that was your world and that was your stress. And it's okay. But it's also okay to put it in perspective and realize that at the end of the day, there's people, you can get two words of wisdom. There's people currently praying for the things you take for granted. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. Oh, where's the bell? Oh, go. um, at the top of the hour, <laughs> you said. Um, <laughs> it's funny because it literally I just hit one hour. Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you, you add, you said, I really hope. Um, I'm not sure what this conversation will be hopefully therapeutic. And I think it has been. I think sometimes yeah. it's important, as I read that list off to you, just to be around a friend that will just hear you talk and get it off your chest without being interrupted or just, like, just hear your take and just vent. Like, that's so important. I don't know how And to... when we hold things in, no, 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 no. To, like, for this, like, I think it's important for you to be able to talk about it, be able to hear other people's perspective and take on it. And just at least get it off your chest because I think when we hold things in so much, that's the volcano situation where it just you erupt and you don't even know where it came from. She's like, "Why did you just lash out like that?" I'm, like, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you segue this one out because I'm gonna bring it deep again. But I need a quick segue oh, out. Lord. No, because what you just said, I think <laughs> I think that's the frustration with blacks in America. Because I think white people look at this and like, what? Whoa. And they don't realize just literally what you just said about just being hurt, like just being hurt, not to the same black face, but just being hurt. Like this is what I wrote yesterday. I go, I hate that the unaffected or the unaffected tells the affected how to feel. Yeah. So segue us out, please. 
So um, basically, uh, we were hoping for better days. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> I, I suck at this in uh, real television too. So I really do think that, you know, this has been great. Um, even for our listeners, I hope, um, you know, you just have your own conversations with other people too. You know, it's, it's cool that you guys listen to us and we're, absolutely love just being able to be a platform just to talk to different people. Um, but I think, too, it would be remiss not to say I hope that our buddies AP, Vince, and Jeff are doing well. It's been quite some time since we've been in the same room together. Uh, um, and it's been uh, awesome. Well, you. I said all of us. Thank you very much. Um, so it's, it's been some time since we've had so like the group together, so I'm just hoping everybody is okay, everybody is safe obviously praying for everybody at all times and um i'm i'm looking forward to i'm optimistic cautiously optimistic about when we can get back to that point so a- i hope everybody a- is doing a- their part AP to get to that point. is flourishing <laughs> oh yeah of course he's doing very very well <laughs> what is he doing option trading man this dude <laughs> is like yeah he's doing very well but i got the golf clubs he he actually oh this is how we get out. Uh, get your golf clubs. AP, I found out. AP's dad used to, and I'm going to literally just stop the recording after I say this. And you're going to laugh and I'm done. AP's dad oh. used to be a golf coach. Ask me who used to coach. AC. No, blind people. Random Action oh, Podcast wow. in this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> uh, until next time, Rick and Angel signing out.